Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. The crowd goes wild with delirious joy. They've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning... Marriage. Marriage, indeed. I'm your host, the one, the only Mark Gunger. Joining me is always the ever-lovely and charming Lady Diane. And uh, Philip James Gunger is uh, MIA. (laughs) He's uh, recently had surgery on a shoulder. And uh, I don't know if he'd be any good for us today. Anyway... He's so drugged up. <laughs> I said he might be highly entertaining. It might actually be more entertaining we might have fun with if him. we were here watching him yes. discuss the subjects of life yes. on some high narcotic. Yes. would probably be very entertaining. So yes. anyway, so he's not here. I was just telling Tim that uh, at some point, uh, most of the guys I know at some point hit a point where they realize their bodies can't do what it used to do. Mm-hmm. They wind up hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to get, uh, for me, it was shoulders, Phil, his, his, Shul- uh, his muscle shoulders as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, other guys, a lot of it is shoulder stuff, yes. you know, or just something or a back thing that they do yep. because they don't realize, hey, you ain't 18 anymore. You can't do that anymore. And when you're, when you're 30, they go, well, I can still do it when I was 18. Yep. And then you hit 40 and somewhere in there, you yep. can't do it anymore. Yep. And then, yep. uh, <clears throat> Anyway, so hopefully Timmy will be wise and avoid. Speaking of Timmy, the show is engineered by the brilliant but eerily creepy Timothy Robert Ray, pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensibly, immeasurably boring show. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K, at markunger.com. So that's why we are here. What do you got there? Okay. Artic- sunshine. Article says. Ain't no sunshine. We're just going home. That's right. All right. A new study from the Public Religion Research Institute says that children of divorce oh. have grown up to be adults of no religion. Public? What is it? The public? It's the Public Religion Research Institute. Public Religion, religion ins- Research, research Institute. Institute. What are the jobs people get? Yeah. Some of the strangest They just do things. research on matters of religion, I guess. All right. They found out that children of divorce have grown up to be adults of no religion, which you have surmised in the past. Actually, the uh, <laughs> if you start giving these statistics for what happens as a result of divorce, you'll make millions of people angry. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. It's so bad. If you stopped the divorce, uh, people would be so much healthier. Uh, but it is what it is. You want to really make people angry? Uh, discuss the context of women who have children outside of marriage. They get very unhappy. Oh, boy, do they get mad yeah. because they have the worst statistics. You stop having children out of wedlock, you eliminate 75% of felons. 
and yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> prostitution. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah. The bulk of it all comes from uh, mothers who had children outside of. And boy, do they get mad when you yeah. quote that stuff because there's nothing wrong. We don't need to be yes. married. We can have babies. Okay, you can. But uh, it doesn't. You can always be the statistical anomaly. Yeah, you can. But yet, statistics say that odds are not with you on some of those things. Oh, it's not good. Anyway, and same with the divorce. And you get people very upset when they hear that as well. But uh, They say 35% of the children of divorce told pollsters that they are now non-religious, 35% compared to 23% of people whose parents were married when they were children. So 35 to 23. Yeah, not good. They found that even children of divorce who are religious are less religious than their peers. 31% of them go to services every week compared to 43% of religious people whose parents were married. So even those that stay religious. It was fascinating. Yeah. The story that was all over the news a little while back. And depressing mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, you certainly can... Work very hard and be as intentional as you can to overcome that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Christians, were, we, uh, we don't want to look at all either because we don't want people to feel bad. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, oftentimes in Christianity, you'll hear testimonies of people who came from divorced homes and, you know, the guy who runs Focus on a Family didn't have a mm-hmm. father and all that. And they all came out, you know, Barack Obama didn't have a father mm-hmm. and became president. So they, get, they point to these. Again, it's the statistical anomaly. Yeah, they are actually mm-hmm. the anomaly. But those are the people we lift up very high mm-hmm. because that's what everybody wants to aspire to. Mm-hmm. So they think that it doesn't matter when it they do matter. what they do when, in fact, it brings very bad results. Look, divorce is bad. I mean, nobody can say that divorce is a good thing. I mean, they can argue about <clears throat> the results one way or the other, but... Uh, you I mean, can defy it, but it still yeah, isn't it. Yeah, you know. They also said that children raised by parents who have two different religions grow up more likely to have no religion at all. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think they would grow up rather confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two different gods, two different value systems. Anyway... Anyway, that's why we're here, is hopefully to avoid it. You know, just what happens to the individual, it's devastating enough. It's painful, man. Watch people go through it. It is brutal. Hopefully, we can impart wisdom to you on today's show that you can avoid this very painful, nasty situation. Anyway, we will take a break and come back with your emails right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. The doctor is in to have a talk with y'all. Are y'all answering your questions about love, marriage, and relationships? What do you got? Okay, it's a guy writing. He says, the issue I'm struggling with is leadership as a husband. I want to be a good husband and stand stand firmly on convictions that don't seem to be a bully towards my wife. Uh Okay, so here's the argument. He was raised in a two-parent home and was brought up with conservative values. My father made it uh, where he was the man of the house whenever... Sorry, my father made it to the house of God whenever the doors were open. Got it, sorry. Even on vacation, if the opportunity presents itself, 
we were in a church service. Mm -hmm. Now, my wife came from a broken home, but was also raised in a church. The only thing that is, she doesn't share my view on being in church services when we're on vacations. It has been the source of many arguments in the past, and I don't know what to do. I want to incorporate what I feel strongly to be right, but at the same time, I don't want to seem like I'm bullying her into doing it. What should I do? Should I compromise what I feel is right just to please my wife? I don't want to feel like I'm a bully, but at the same time, I don't want to feel like I'm a pushover either. What's the best way to solve the issue? All right. Now, putting in context that most people play down their position <laughs> to make them look as best as they can. Mm-hmm. We all do that, right? Mm-hmm. So he's probably a real jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're probably, my friend, being a real jerk when it comes to this issue. When you say, I don't want to be a bully, what you're saying is <laughs> you are a yes. bully. What do, what do you care? What If you on vacation, you want to go to church, go to church. Uh, he thinks it's important that they go to keep them spiritually fed, he says. Yeah, I think, uh, Skip, how long a vacation do they take? Well, even if you're gone a week, maybe he doesn't want to miss a Sunday, so they have to find a church to go to when they're on the road. He needs to check his medication. You know, don't be. You're asking my advice. My (laughs) advice: You're being a jerk. Don't be a jerk. If you think it's that important for you to go to church, go to church. Say, okay, see you later. I'm going to church. All right, let me know when you come back. That's all you got to do. She can stay back at the hotel and snooze. Just leave her alone. (laughs) Make her life miserable. Ask any of the kids who wants to go to church with pops. Uh, I don't want to go. All right, but we're going to go get ice cream afterwards. Okay, I want to go. You know, there's all kinds of <laughs> they things. They don't want to go to church. They just want to have ice cream. I don't care. <laughs> use, use whatever whatever incentive uh, that, right. that is necessary. Right. So uh, you're asking my advice? Uh, leave the girl alone. All right? Particularly, you're just talking about on vacation. I assume the rest of the time everything is it's, fine. Yeah, it seems to be well, just, then just a matter just of vacation. Let, let her, just leave her be. Uh, I don't go to church when I'm on vacation. <laughs> Um, <laughs> on rare occasions, I do. Most of the time, I don't yeah. either. So, uh, I don't know. Does that make me a heathen? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, just, I guess it just depends. I'll, I'll, in our case, in our church, our church, you can watch the services online, streaming wherever you are. So, a lot of our people, uh, <clears throat> including myself, will just pop on yeah. and be part of the service. That's normally what I do yeah. if I'm not at church. So, in that sense, but not physically I don't go going. to another church usually. Yeah. I used to, but now that we're online, I don't. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard, you know, sometimes you go to church, depending on the church that you're in, all the time you're there, everything's just so odd and weird yeah. and, you know, it's so different than what your church does. Yeah. it's kind of weird. I don't know. I think you just need to relax. Last time I went on vacation, we all sat around and watched church in our pajamas. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, we watched our church online, which was kind yeah, of fun, in our so pajamas. I think he just needs to lighten up. That was fun. I mean, if your biggest problem in life is you miss church one Sunday a year. I think you're doing pretty good, right? Yeah, that was the biggest problem. Yeah, I wish my, I wish the people in my church had your problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, darn, we didn't go because we were on One vacation. Sunday, oh, we're really upset because you missed one Sunday. Man, that would be great. Hopefully some of that spreads around. But my advice, you're on vacation, especially if you're arguing about it, Stop. No sense in creating conflict. Let's argue. Yeah, I, I think and cause yeah. a problem over church attendance. Yeah, I love Jesus more than you. No, you know, yes, I do. I'm going to church. You know, that's lovely. I don't think that's what yeah. God intended. So no, uh, probably not. Like, but however, he still can get him go. Why right. can't he go? Right, he can go. Find some early service somewhere. Get your butt out and go. Say, okay, see you guys later. Bribe as many kids you can to come with you, <laughs> and then just go and then come back. Yeah, that's what I would do. Speaking, by the way, yes. throwing in a, a subject that's totally off the reservation here. 
the whole idea of bribing your kids to do something like mm-hmm. that or rewarding your kids. It's amazing how many, and there's no doubt lots of people listening to me, who do not believe in ever rewarding their children uh, for anything. It's supposed to be out of the intrinsic goodness of their hearts. I, I just You should do it just because you should do it. Yeah. You know, And I guess to some degree, it depends on what we're talking about, but uh, they think they're being holy, but it's not, it's not very biblical. The Bible is replete with nothing but incentive to do the right thing. Bless, I will, if you do the right thing, and then and he would list all the blessings that you have. Do the wrong thing, and it would list all the trouble that would come on your head. Sounds like incentive to mm-hmm. me. Heaven and hell. Boy, that's kind of a, kind of a big, yep. <laughs> big incentive program. Mm-hmm. When you get, and not only that, do you know there's degrees of reward in heaven? Based upon... What do it is that you do? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this whole idea that it's somehow more biblical to teach your kid just to do it no matter what. Now, again, if you get your kid to pick up his underwear, it's not like you should hire the Marine Corps marching band no. to play John Philip Sousa's. You know, no one's saying that. Well, because some of that goes a little overboard too. <clears throat> let's be honest. Uh, what do you mean? Some of the praise and the this and the that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know people who, they would all but hire a marching band because their kid picked up their underwear. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yeah. Some of that gets a little bit obscene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I've never. I always I like when you preach the story of uh, David when he went after Goliath. And you always make the point when you preach it that he didn't go, oh, just to do it, you know, to oh, kill Goliath. That's exactly you the point. make the whole huge point of how many times he asked, what do I get? What do yeah, I Yeah, okay, so there's an example right <laughs> yes, there. I like that. Boys and girls, look at David. We always say, David saw Goliath. He says, oh, I'll go take him and just that's, go, read your Bible. That's not what happens. He goes, he sees this big, fat, mean guy yelling at curses at Israel. He's insulted by it. I mean, he, everybody, any Israeli would want to go kill the guy just based on that. But then he overhears what the king's reward is. If whoever kills this guy will uh, uh, get his daughter in marriage. That's a big win, okay? Mm-hmm. So you get the hot chick, you, and you get all this money, and your whole family will be exempt, exempt from taxes for the rest of their lives. And uh, David asks, uh, what, what, what will he get? And, been, and I believe there's a third time where he asks, or a second time, which would be the mm-hmm. third time he heard it. Now, one more time. Run this by me again. Why will he? Yeah. Get? So, exactly. Here is a boy. Because yep. we try to make things sound holier than they are. Yep. Now, was David bold? And, of course yes. he was. But he was also motivated by the immediate rewards. Mm-hmm. I get the hot chick. I get the money. And mom and pa don't got to pay any more taxes. Okay, Woo-hoo! I'm in. I'm in. I go kill that big old ugly thing. Now, obviously, he had that confidence. Right. And God was with him killing the bear and the lion and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, this idea that, uh, you know, he just saw it and out of the boldness of his heart and he just, it's not true. Seriously, people, you know what's shocking? In fact, I'm thinking about doing a series. I'll probably do a series next year. All next year. You know me and my series. When I do Big a series. Big long They tend to last for, for a year or two. Uh, about just uh, the major stories of the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many people are biblically illiterate today. Mm-hmm. And even the people who know these stories don't know the stories. What they remember are the children's version of these stories. Yes. And you don't Which are hear. kind of sanitized. Very sanitized, mm-hmm. very whitewashed, yes. and you're, you're not getting the full story, yes. you know, uh, because some of these guys, they, they have some real issues. You know, yeah. you, you got, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 
You have to give me more than that. <laughs> swallowed by the whale. What's his name? Jonah. Jonah. I keep thinking Noah. Jonah swallowed by the whale, and he goes, and uh, you know he doesn't want to do whatever. And you know, anyways, you read the stories. There's really a lot more there. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. He didn't want these people to repent. Mm-hmm. He wanted God to punish them. Mm-hmm. You don't hear the story. You think he just didn't want to go. He, was a, he didn't have the boldness of priest. That's not true. That's not what the story's about. See, we teach stuff that's yeah. not really true. He was a, bit, a so little bit was resentful a, about yeah. what they he were going to He was disobeying get. the Lord, and he yeah. was fearful to go. They wasn't fearful yeah. of anything. He didn't want these people to repent. And then when he preached and they repented, he got so mad. Yeah. He's griping. He wanted him to get there. So. He wanted to get there. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I know. And he was so depressed after he said, I wish God would just, I just want to die. Yeah. <laughs> and God said, what is your problem? <laughs> it was real interesting. I know. Well, aren't there... And there are Christians like that. But is that me distorting? I don't know. Okay, is it? is it just in my headset? Boy, my voice is really... Okay, good. At least it wasn't just me hearing things. <laughs> isn't that, sorry, isn't that just like how some Christians are? It's like they don't... They want someone to get theirs. They don't want... Uh, they get mad right? when God... So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, God lets them off. Yeah, you know? yeah. I thought God was going to rain judgment yeah. down on his head because... He was, yeah. So anyway, fascinating. I don't know how we got into all that. Talk about a wild... <clears throat> around the... Rabbit trail. <laughs> That was quite the rabbit trail mm-hmm. from one question. All right, we'll uh, be back uh, with more emails right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. We're back. Mark Gunger Show. Mark and Diane, Phil is MIA today. What do you got? She says, I've been listening to your podcast for almost two years now. I am divorced, not by my choice, about eight years ago, though I know that in a marriage we both had our faults. Her question is... Not in my marriage. Oh, yeah. I have no faults. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You say that one should wait... Uh, for the teenagers to be out of the house before remarrying. My question is, what if I have met someone that I have become great friends with and could see spending my life with? Uh Are we supposed to keep our distance until the teens are out of the home? We would be waiting a minimum of four years. I guess they're like 14, 14, and 17, the kids Uh that are involved. Uh, We will be, okay, uh, not that I think I would allow anything to happen. I think she's talking sexually, but that is four years of fighting those feelings. Uh She just wants some insight on this. in their mid-40s. Okay, you can do whatever you want to do. It's, it's not against the law for you to get married now. Uh, but uh, I just go talk to other people who've done it. The vast majority of people who've done it, it turns out just to be hell for them. Uh, those kids, especially when they're teenagers, tend to greatly resent the uh, presence of this new person. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're saying... Okay, go ahead and date for four years and then marry when they're out. Yeah, you no, advise no. against the dating. It's your advice the, isn't e- against the remarrying. Like even the dating. It's the dating. I think she's misunderstanding a little bit. Think about when you were fourteen, if your mom was dating some guy, how creepy would that be for you? See, you ask most people that that does freak It puts them out. it in the context. Oh, I would have hated that. Yeah. I mean it would have just been creepy. That's what is yeah. happening to your kids. It's creepy for them. So my that's my advice. Don't everybody write me and yell and scream about it. You want my advice? That's my advice. Just wait. Wait. And not wait, wait for the wait. marriage. Wait for the dating. Dragon, four years. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, just I wouldn't date you, the chance, yeah. chance of you guys behaving yourselves. You say, I think I wouldn't do anything. Yeah, you will. Yes, you will. <laughs> yes, you will. 
you'll get all grabby and he'll get all grabby and you'll get all hot and bothered and pretty soon now you're repenting for, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then you're going to feel like, not you know, bad. Well, it's, it's not just the remarriage that's creepy for the kids. It's the dating. That's It's the whole having, like you said, having somebody else in their lives and yeah. all of that. It's not just... They generally, however, I mean, it is possible to do it. Uh, let me give you advice for uh, advice that'll go nowhere. <laughs> oh, we like that. Advice that'll go because people won't listen. It'll right. just swirl around. I've had people sit in my office and I'll tell them this and they still don't listen. They're just, they're like, they're just hell bent to, they, they just can't get past it. Yeah. And that is this if you are in a blended family situation, here's my best advice for you. When it comes to disciplining the kid, let the actual parent do the disciplining. Yep. And you shut up. It's just that simple. If his kid's acting up, all you got to do is say, I'm going to talk to your dad when he comes home, and that's it. Well, I don't like the way he just, you know, that's where the argument comes in. Well, it's none of your business. It's his kid. Yep. Well, I'm the mom now. No, you're not. Okay? You're just not. You let the other one, and especially, and, and some of them just get really mad because they don't like the way the other one disciplines their mm-hmm. kid. They're either too harsh or not harsh enough. Mm-hmm. Mind your own stinking business. If you would learn to mind your own stinking business when it came, comes to their kid, uh, you could succeed at this. But they won't listen. They won't stop. Mm-mm. They're just hell-bent, and they destroy. I'm telling you, I see it over and over again. Because that really act- is the big issue that's in blended why, families. I mean, what, there's other things, but that is it. the cornerstone of it all. That is it. And... Uh, you say, well, that's, that's not the ideal. Here's the ideal. The ideal is you wouldn't have gotten divorced in the first place. That's the ideal, that you would still be together with their mother or their father. That's the ideal. You're not, so your ideals are pretty much shot, okay? So either wait until those, because you ask them how they are when the kids aren't around, they're fine. They it's, actually like each it's other. It's usually go, always about It's the always kids. the kids. It's the kids. Now, I could say to you, you know, if you guys got married, will he let you handle all the disciplining issues of your kid? Yeah, he says he will. No, he won't. They don't. They never do. <laughs> and if it's his kids, you'll do the same. Everybody they can't shut up. Everybody's got so opinionated about how those kids should act and you shouldn't be. You're not disciplining around your or you're too harsh or whatever. That's where the problem is. If you, by some incredible, incredible miracle, can shut up about the way the kids of the other spouse acts, their kids, the, the actual biological father, you could do this. But most people can't do it. All right, we'll be back with more right after this break. Caution. The Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. If you don't know what to do, email us at ask, ask at markgunger.com and we'll certainly give you our opinion on what you should do. Kids, a woman writing. She right. says, "This is embarrassing to say, mostly because I know it's wrong. I crave attention from other men. If you see me, you could never guess this because I'm very conservative in both my lifestyle and the way I dress. I am happily married to my best friend for three years, but I feel like we lack romance. And when I think of past relationships before marriage, I feel like I was treated with more romance than by my own husband. What should I do? I've let my husband know, but I think that he's just clueless." <laughs> uh, here's a word of advice for you everybody you know shows like this and other other people they're always trying to show people how they can get what they want mm-hmm. this is how you can get what you want and the reality is 
Well, sometimes you don't get what you want. It can be better. It can be better. Well, do this. It can be and, better. And you want more. We'll do this so yeah. they'll give you more room. So you want more of this. You do this so they get Or do this. Here's, here's a clue for a lot of y'all. Get a clue that you don't always get what you want. God doesn't even want you to get everything you want. Now, that's a shocker. Mm-hmm. Because if you listen to all the preachers on TV, Lord wants to give you desires your heart no matter what you say. Mm-hmm. It's just not everything. Do you have children? Do you have children? Is it good for them to get everything they want? No. So, my advice, rather than giving you advice on how to get him to pay more attention to you, is you need to learn to stop chasing after this thing. For heaven's sakes. But I like it. I know you like it. We all like things. Sadly, we like things that aren't good for us. Right? Ask most men. We like looking at naked ladies. (laughs) We like it. We like it. No. All you got to do is just, and you know, I, I don't do it. Okay. But if one flashes in front but of you me, like it. I, I, there's, ooh, I like that. <laughs> I, I go, cover my eyes. Oh no, <laughs> shouldn't it's be a, looking. Yeah, no, I would like to say I'm such a spiritual man that if someone, I go, oh no, mercy, I wouldn't look. Now I'm a pig like any other man because I like it. Now I put myself in situations where I don't have that. I don't look at porn. I don't masturbate. I don't do all these things. All these guys do. But do I like it? Yes, I do like it. And I like the attention of other women too. I do. Always have. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, when I'm speaking and doing these conferences, all these girls come up and hug me. Oh, thank you. We love you. I I rather enjoy that. (laughs) I hadn't noticed. (laughs) Well, I like, who doesn't like something like that? I, you know. Being facetious. No, I know. But I mean, you know, I sort of hide this thing. My wife knows I like it. Uh, You know, so. You know, you got to be careful about that, too. The, the best thing in my situation is uh, the reason they're hugging me is because I help them with their guy. Yeah. Their affection towards me is thanking them for fixing yeah. their guy yes. and, and working that out. So it's not coming at me like they yeah. want me. They're just being nice to it's me. It's the concept. <laughs> they like the concept of you. <laughs> I don't know what they like. I don't know what it is. You know, but anyway, I love every second of it. Yeah. So, you know, it's not evil, but... You know, you just got to be careful about it. You like the attention of it. Of course you do. Well, and she's doing... And she admitted she's rather conservative, so she's not... Uh, but right. she likes it. Yeah. And here's the other problem uh, that she has. She thinks back on all her other that's romances. That's what I was going to say. She's that's comparing. Why, that's why you don't have all the other romances. You got to be careful about this. Stuff. Much less marriages, especially if you've been sexual with 20 different people, and every time you kiss your husband or something, there's always something that reminds you. Oh, gosh. You have, not 20, just like one oh, other I know, person. I know. I know. And then all of that's in your head. You reflect back, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it is what it is. It's not the end of the world. You won't die, but it's part of the struggle. I don't like the struggle. I know. I mean, that's why it's a struggle. <laughs> if we liked it, it wouldn't be a struggle. So uh, my advice to you is uh, don't try to get your husband to be something that he's not. You married him. You picked what he has, who he is. You need to zero in on that and love and appreciate that and value that. And I do think it's fine to keep telling him. You can keep reminding him, hey, do more of this. That's fine. The thing is, you'll probably have to remind him till the day you die. Mm-hmm. There is it's no not po- that you can't ask for it. No, you it. can ask for it, but I mean, it's, it's, you're not going to... Here's the other thing. I asked him five times. It doesn't do it. You know, these, these women are so goofy with their heads. You know, they, they want to ask one time and that fixes it. You will ask him. Seriously. Till the day you die, let's say you're married for the next 75 years by God's grace, you will constantly remind him, pay attention to me. I like it when you pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Tell me I like it. I like it when other guys pay attention to me. I want you to pay attention to me. Oh, he's kind of clueless. Yes, that's what you got now for the rest of your life. 
It's not horrible. It's not bad. But it's not going to become automatic. And you have to be careful with yourself that you don't get yourself in situations where you get yourself in trouble. You say you like it. Well, that the good thing is that she's aware that she likes it. Yeah. So then, and then you, know, you can be careful with it. Be careful it's, with it's it. It's worse if you have this going on and you don't even know it. You're just out willy nilly. Look, if I knew this lady and they came over, I'd yeah. just hi. I'd yeah. give her a hug and I'd yeah. laugh at her stupid little jokes. She'd laugh yeah. at my stupid little jokes and she'd probably love every second of it. Okay, yeah. fine, but careful. Just be careful. You know, uh, everybody at some point would like to or does tell their spouse, "I wish you were more like these other people who give me this attention." Uh, Okay, so you just have to keep asking, but you have to keep asking until the day you die. You know, at some point, everybody wishes their spouse was a little bit more like that guy or that girl. Don't you think that's true? Yeah. By and large? Yeah, that there's always somebody that is closer to your ideal. Yeah, but just yeah. in a certain area. Yes. You know, you don't know the whole package that yes. comes with that. It's like, oh, I you like know? the way that he does this or that she does that, but then there's a whole bunch of crap <laughs> yeah. that if you live <laughs> with them all the time, you probably wouldn't like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, we all notice things that we enjoy from other people and things that some of it's fine, some of it's neutral, some of it's a little dangerous. You, you're a smart girl. You can tell what's not good for you. And if you want it from your spouse, ask for it. But I'm promising you're going to have to ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask until you're both dead and they don't have to ask anymore. That's fine. Just get comfortable with it. Just keep reminding. Keep tweaking. That's what it is. I wish I, I know nobody wants to hear that. Well, they point. think that if you ask one time that he should remember that. Like she says, he's clueless. Uh-huh. Well, just because you need to remind somebody of something more than once doesn't mean that they're clueless. Yeah, it's not. But maybe cl- he is. Well, well, it's not so much as clueless. At some point, you would think they're clueless. Yeah. But I've, it's a women the same. I know guys ask their wives, you know, I want more attention. I want more attention. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to constantly remind them. Yeah. It is what it is. Look, you married that person. They're not going to be something different, they can act differently. But acting is acting. Yes. They can give you what you want. Well, then it enters the whole problem of, but I don't want him to just do it because I'm asking him. I want him to want to do Yeah, well, then you're delusional. I want you to pay you attention need, you to You need me. to quit smoking marijuana or whatever else that you're doing uh, because this is the classic, particularly on a female side, but there's guys the same way. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't have to ask her, you know, why didn't she just do it? Because that's who you married, okay? The thing is you can ask them and remind them and then they will do it for a while. And then they'll slip back because that's who they are. What do you do? You go to them and ask them again and remind them, oh, I need this from you. Oh, okay. And generally couples who do very well are constantly reminding each other. Yeah. And not getting mad. And not getting mad about it. But constantly reminding each other, this is what I need from you. My wife has to remind me of things that she needs from me. uh, And I have to remind her of things that I need from her. Always reminding each other. And you you, don't get mad. No, when you get to the point where you start, wishing that that wasn't there and that, you know, if there was just somebody else that you wouldn't have to remind. That's when you get yourself in trouble. And it just, it is what it is. So you just have to get comfortable. Couples who have great marriages throughout their lives, if you'll ask them, tend to remind each other over and over and over and over and over and over again what they need from each other. That, my dear, is normal. Anyone who comes to you with a book or a song or this, if you just do this, you'll automatically get this from this other person. They're delusional. They're not telling you the truth. Just get comfortable asking for what you want. Everybody, everybody has. A, but I know everybody. I just, I don't want to have to ask. I just want it to happen automatically. That's because where you're making if a mistake. They loved me. They would. Well, inevitably, they'll run into someone who seems to automatically give them what it is that they want. That's where you have the affairs. That's where you get yourself in trouble. The problem is you don't know what else comes with that. Okay, you can get what you want from almost anybody. A lot of girls are married to guys that never want to talk. Mm-hmm. That drives them crazy. Now, there's a couple of things you can do. One is you can get some girlfriends and talk your brains out. Mm-hmm. But at some point, she wants to talk to him. 
Mm-hmm. And you just say, I need to hear that. And so, okay, okay, so he'll talk a little bit. But give it a couple of days and he'll go back to where he is. Because that's who you married. Yeah. Just keep reminding him, hey, talk to me. I need, and don't get mad about it. Don't get whining. Just, and the same with the guy. I need this from you. You know, I always got a reminder. Yeah, that's it. That's what people don't understand. That is it. The constant reminding. I should do a whole sermon on it. That's actually You good. got to remind. In fact, the Bible even, Paul, uh, Peter writes to the uh, church. First Peter, second Peter, whatever. It's one of the two. <laughs> I got a 50% chance of getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> right writes, writes to the church about these. He says, I'm going to keep reminding you. I know you know these things already, but I need to, I have to remind you. That is life. We have, that's, the, that's why you just don't read the Bible one time. Yeah. That's why like, oh, I got it. If you could just read the Bible one time, oh, I got it, we're done, we're good. It doesn't work that way. Isn't that the intention of communion and the Last Supper? Like you're always supposed to be re-remembering, remembering, remembering what he did. As often as you do this, yes. Remember me. Remember, remember, remember. Over and over again. Absolutely. So it's a constant reminder. That's why you go to church. You don't go to church one time and go, we're good. I got it. We're good. It's right. Yeah. Look, there's times in your life where you really get it. Yeah. And you think, this is I'm it. I'm there. I got it. So finally, I got the right focus and the right energy and the right passion. And I learned what I needed. This is it. I'm done. No, no. Because chances are, by next Sunday, you're going to be screwed up again <laughs> in some other area. Well, and don't you think in marriage people do that? Like, they just think, well, we've arrived. We've gone to yes. enough classes, or we've done this, we've yes. married long enough. We've had this argument for the last time, so finally we've arrived. And sadly, you never arrive. There's always something. Then that's what they're uncomfortable with, yes. and that's what they don't get. Anybody who's selling you that they have a solution, how you can get someone to be a certain way forever, is just selling you something. It's not true. Get comfortable, all you guys, get comfortable reminding each other what you need from each other. If you will do this, you can have a successful marriage. It's just that simple. But you're, you hit it. They don't want to remind him. Oh, I'm asking him to do it. He doesn't really want it. No. Well, here's the other thing. He doesn't really want to do it. Of course he doesn't want to do it. That's Which not the point. Which is a whole nother rat's thing. It's, it's not. If he really loved me, he'd want to do this. No. Things. No, it doesn't work that way. And vice versa. He wants things from you, and you think, well, you really love me. You want to have sex all the time, That's you know? Right. No! She might really, really, really love you, but she doesn't want to have sex with you all the time. <laughs> so, but you got to work this through. You got to keep reminding each other. That is it. That's what it is. It really is. People just don't like to be reminded. Yeah. They're tired of the reminding. Yeah. That's when they give up. Yep. The people who get tired of the reminding or don't want to remind, these are the ones who have terrible marriages. The ones who are comfortable with the reminding and always reminding each other, these are the people who succeed. And the people I talked to, people finally, after 12 years, are finally getting divorced because she got tired of the reminding. Stopped, she got tired of the reminding or wouldn't remind yep. for the I hope he would just automatically have a revelation. It doesn't work that way. The reminding. That's what it's all about. All right, we'll take a break. Got to remind ourselves to take a break. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Download your free Mark Gunger app today to see all of the latest from the world of Mark Gunger. Jimmy Bratcher. Check out his music, jimmybratcher.com. What do you got? 
Okay, a guy wants to know, why does Mark suggest a year free from porn? Or like some other articles say three to five months. Why do you suggest a year that it takes that long? Does it take that long to physically recover? Is that biblical, he wants to know? Well, but there's nothing biblical about how long it takes to recover. It's just general. You got to advise something, that's my advice. Some say five months, some say six months. The reality is, it's like it's like a, a serious addiction. Mm-hmm. You get someone who is a heroin addict, mm-hmm. and he makes it six months. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's good. But when it gets to a year, it just seems to be. Then you know a that a year is. Why is he asking? Like, uh, he was having his issues. And he's has has gone a year, or he thinks it's too painful to go a year. Or? Uh, no, it wasn't that. He he was just curious as to the length of it. No, it's just, there's some people who say not a year is not a he long was su- He said that he has quit successfully for about a month, but he <laughs> tends to get extremely depressed when Sheesh. he fails and relapses. That's my point, you dark. Yeah. <laughs> You're not free of it yet. Yeah. That's why you go a whole year. What he's trying to say, well, I'll, I'll make it three weeks. Well, <laughs> you're still not over this. When you can go a year, now we got something. He can't go a month without messing up. And these guys, how old is this guy? you have any idea? Uh, I think that he's probably younger. Yeah. I was talking to a guy recently, he's in the 30s. And, Man, we aren't married yet. Well, you know, he's all his reasons and this and that. And, the other. and I said, do you masturbate? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's why That's you're not why, married. Yeah. You're you cheating, don't have to. You're cheating the system. You're making love to Mr. Hand. Mr. As long as Mr. Hand is there to you, you know, uh, they're playing this game. Yeah. But they don't realize how much Mr. Hand is messing them up. Yeah. Because they'll get married and they'll still rather have Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand. A lot of them, that's not, true. It's not reality. It's just not reality. You guys think you're doing something that's uh, temporarily fixing. It's not fixing nothing. You're uh, deceiving yourselves, falling into a web of nonsense. These guys then get married. They can't quit it. They still would oh. rather... Make love to Mr. Hand. Well, because it's easier. Do you think that that's honestly the They're biggest lazy. reason? Yes. They're they, just, they, they, they become have no so lazy. They it's have like, no discipline. right here, right now, I can get it. I can get my rocks off. Exactly. And, yeah. The reality is making love to a woman can take a considerable yeah. amount of effort and energy. Time, and energy, time effort. And yeah. being nice and priming the pump and yeah. all this stuff. Don't even deal guys. with her. Oh, yeah. These guys, they're just, they're just lazy. They get in the shower yeah. and they're just happy to meet Mr. Hand, you know? I mean, it's, it's just, it's awful. It is. And they just cheat themselves. They don't. And here's the thing. The quickest way that you can drain your testosterone, guys, masturbate. It drains men's testosterone. They don't know this. And then they start having testosterone problems and the low T, and pretty soon they're not interested in sex at all with anybody or anything, not even Mr. Han anymore. They start having physical problems, aches and pains. You start having to watch all these low T commercials on TV. Why do you think all that stuff all of a sudden pops up? Why all of a sudden everybody's got low T problems? Why is that some major? Because of all this masturbating that's going on for men. It is draining them. It is absolutely absurd. Uh, you know, anyway, he's just, he's caught in a trap. You know, he wants me to, well, why's it got to be a year? <laughs> because you can't, it's not a year. It's not at the end of the year you get to masturbate again. Go at least a year, but not anymore. And well, you, you stop. You and just you're stop. You don't do it anymore. For a relationship. To, you know, to be clear of that for about a year before you pick up and get into a relationship. Yes. Because if you're free for a month, like he proves, and uh-huh. oh, you get into the relationship after a month, well, guess what you're probably going to do? Start up again. That's not fair to her. 
I know that's it. not fair to her. That's Absolutely. what they, I don't because know if he he's understanding. Her. No, they rob, they rob her, and these guys date, and while they're dating, they're still masturbating. That's yeah. how they keep. Because this isn't about you, friend. This is about the woman that you're going to put through hell because you can't stop it. Yeah, you want to make love to Mister Han? Have at it, and you can explain that to God someday. <laughs> the Bible doesn't say anything about masturbating. Really, what do you think Jesus meant when he said, "If your hand offend you, cut it off"? <laughs> what do you think he meant? <laughs> your hand's going to stick in your eyes. Your hands start choking you. With it. You, don't think, you, you don't think Jesus talked about masturbating? You're you're dopes. All you all are dopes that don't understand. That's exactly what Jesus was talking about. So you want to make love to Mister Hand? You can do it. Whatever. Explain it to God someday. It's not my problem. It's your problem. What you are doing is you're robbing this other girl, because she's going to think that you're going to be passionate towards her, and they're not passionate mm-hmm. towards her. They get married and they still stay with Mister Hand. Mm-hmm. So pathetic. All right, we'll take a break. Be back with more right after this. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. Do I dare let myself sit a while and ponder? The romantic music of Michael O'Brien. I was just with Michael and... uh He's a great guy. I still want to see him, one of his shows. I he was great. It was just him and a uh, grand piano. Oh. He actually plays rather well. He does. Yeah. He yeah, does. I was, I was impressed. And, uh, He's very talented. No, yeah. And boy, the guy can sing great songs. It was fabulous. Yeah. He did his little romance, the date night stuff, right? His love he, songs. He opened for me. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it's all, yeah. So, he did about, I don't know, 20 minutes or whatever, half hour, and then I got him and did my deal. But Yeah. Uh, He's very talented. Great guy, yeah. Check out his music, michaelo.org. Okay, this is a mother writing of dating questions. She wants to know, what do you think about group dating for teens? Her daughters are 14 and 17. She said, I was thinking just about casual group dating, nothing serious. Would you recommend it? You know, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, and I'm not sure I've quite articulated why. Maybe we can articulate it here okay. out loud. Let's dig through your brain, figure it out. <laughs> well, we go, the problem is, is one of the problems that we have with in the church, ideally, this is ideal, okay? Ideally, our kids would grow up and they would marry the girl from the same church. Mm-hmm. But we take these youth group people and we stick them all close together. And then they start feeling more like brothers and sisters. Exhibit A, back here. The boy behind the camera. Okay. <laughs> Raised in our church, but so close with this one particular girl. He knows what I'm talking about. Gorgeous chick. But it's like a sister to her. And I think that's just crazy. Uh, if they would get more separation, mm-hmm. there's more of that natural, physical attraction that occurs because you don't know them that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, usually, uh, if a new girl who looked anything like this other girl showed up at our church, he would be starstruck. Yeah. Wow, who's that new girl, right? If a new boy, if he comes in, in fact, we just swap, we send him to another church, I guarantee you, every single girl in that church yeah. will say, holy cow, who's, who's that, that good-looking dude with the beard, man? Yeah. Good-looking, right? right? They would all be drawn to him. That's exactly what happens. So, the church actually hurts itself by putting these boys and girls too close to each other, just in the youth groups, I think. All right? Then you do the group dating thing. All you're doing is amplifying that. At 14 years ago, and hanging out, all kind of group dating, and the guys are being guys, and they're kidding around, they're farting and laughing. Yeah. And, you know, at some point, it's like, oh, you know. It's, the mystery and the mystique The mystery and the mystique is all gone. gone. So yeah. by the time they hit 18, they come out, the last thing in the world he wants to do is date him. Yeah. 
Well, I've known him. Yeah. Watching him scratch his butt <laughs> since he was 12. Right. You know, so that all that mystery is gone. So I think it actually hurts us. So am I in favor of group dating? I am not. I am in favor of keeping these boys and girls as far away from each other as conceivably possible until they start hitting a point where they start really becoming sexually aware. And boy, I really, you know, and now it's more like 16, 17. Yeah. Because, you know, within 17, if they fall in love with each other, which you don't know, but they could, well, they can get married at 18 or whatever yes. uh, and start doing life together and... It's a whole different ballgame. So my problem is this familiarity that happens. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, a lot of y'all that go to churches and you're moaning and groaning because you can't find anybody. If you're really serious, you need to go to another church. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, because I guarantee he shows up at uh, the nice big church on the other side of town. Yep. All those girls are going, wow, who's yeah. that guy? Yeah. And send some of the girls over here. And also the guys go, ooh, who's that girl? You know, because of the familiarity thing yeah. is gone. Well, so, well, no, I like my church better. Well, that's the problem. So everybody stays in their church. Nobody goes out like and they're that. praying, God, send me a spouse. And they're, you know, <laughs> go to singles counselors. There's 200 single people sitting there. Nobody can find a spouse. Yep. Really, what about the person sitting next to you? Not know him. <laughs> Grab that person. So anyway, so yeah. So I'm against, not a, I, like I get into enough things I'm intensely against. Mm -hmm. My advice is stop the group dating. My advice is stop sticking the boys and girls together in the youth groups. Keep them separate. If they would do that, you see what it would happen. They'll grow up and they'll start falling in love with each other and getting married and fix a whole lot of problems. All right, see ya. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle.